Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson from Star Wars Minute. Hello. Hi, guys. Yay. We are happy to have you guys here. Yes. Um, Today we'll be talking about Minute 138, which starts with Aragorn fighting off some orcs and ends with Frodo getting kind of pushed aside by the troll slash spear sticking out of the troll. Yeah, it's like a, a classic kind of trope almost of like this safe, not safe moment mm-hmm. with uh, the troll kind of, you know, looking around the corner and Frodo kind of like backs up and it quiets down because it's like, oh, good. Like, I don't know what he thought that it was like, oh, he he just couldn't see me for a second. And so he went away <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. Something like that, because it's this moment of like, ah, oh, okay, we're all safe. Then he just kind of jumps out again, and yeah. Well, it, it's also weird in the in this the 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 rule of thirds thing where the troll pops up around the corner and Frodo is, uh, you know, surprised. Uh, you can see Mary. I think it's Mary and Pippin in the background, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're not looking at the troll at all. They're looking like <laughs> far away. And I was like, why wouldn't they warn him that there was a troll around the corner? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was my my thought too watching this like why aren't they like Frodo Frodo <laughs> yeah. down just stay down it's Do been established there's like... no more orcs so right. I don't know what else they're looking for Do they not want to call attention to themselves, themselves? yeah probably not hmm. it's like survival instincts kick in I guess okay. <laughs> maybe they're distracted by something else yeah, besides the cave troll running around. Well, maybe none of this... I was about to go crazy. I was going to say, maybe none of this really exists. Maybe each each Whoa. person thinks that they're fighting their own <laughs> cave troll. But it's, it's just like an illusion. It's, yeah. It's, there's, it's just another illusion by Saruman. Yeah, so Mary and Pippin are over there in the corner. They think they're fighting a cave troll, but they're just... Yeah. Instead, they're just kind of off doing their thing. I do, I do really love the hide-and-seek stuff, though. It's really funny. It's good characterization on the troll too. Like it look, yeah. you know, it's reacting not the way a real troll would. We have no <laughs> idea about that, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it it seems like a genuine living creature as opposed to just a uh, you know kind of dumb monster. Yeah, like it's kind of sniffing around and poking its head about, mm-hmm. almost like a almost like a dog or a cat. And it's like I don't see where this guy went, yeah. but I don't right. see him run out, so he must still be back there. Again, we're making it's like a it cat very. Trying to get at his toy. Yeah, first it was it was a confused child or whatever it was. Now it's a cat, you know, or or a dog. Like we're, <laughs> we're not we're we're really not uh, 
doing getting the kind of villainous vibe that we need to get from the cave troll yeah, I, I don't think we're really expected to take it like a villain. I think we're supposed to. Uh, it's like an obstacle. It's like an obstacle. It's we're supposed to kind of feel bad for this creature that these orcs seemingly just have chained up somewhere to use to fight, and then it just gets pushed into this room, and everyone starts attacking it. Hmm. Yeah. So it just tries to defend itself, and then it gets mad and starts hitting everything that moves around it. <laughs> I like um, Frodo also moving to protect Aragorn, too, after Aragorn's flung by the troll. Yeah, Aragorn gets some of the same treatment Boromir got. Yeah, like Frodo asks for Aragorn's help because the, the troll is, you know, grabbing at him. And Aragorn comes running, but then he gets smacked aside and Frodo, bless his heart, is trying to protect Aragorn as yeah. well. And he gets he gets a stab in yeah. with Sting. And the troll just looks kind of offended. Yeah. Not like hurt. Right. This uh, that also comes to a little thing that we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. with uh, Sam. How Sam always calls Aragorn Strider. Yeah. And Frodo mm-hmm. always calls him after we find out what his name is. He only calls him Aragorn. Mm-hmm. And I think that that little that little character difference. I'm not sure exactly what they're going for, but I think it's supposed to make us feel like Frodo is closer to Aragorn than Sam is because Frodo calls him by his real name. Yeah. So that that moment near the end of the movie when. Aragorn says goodbye to Frodo. We're supposed to feel like they really are friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the little ways they try to build that. Yeah. Well, because Aragorn has spent most of this movie protecting Frodo already. Yeah. So that kind of establishes, like, closeness. If not, like, friendship. At least there's this yeah. gratitude. Yeah. But it's virtually all in the context of, like, an action scene. Yeah. So whatever little dialogue there is, like, needs to feel like they're friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. They need to feel close. Yeah. Uh, I have a question generally about the cave troll. All okay. right. If we have time, do we have time for a question? Of course. <laughs> uh, so the troll seems to be mostly going for Frodo. Uh, is this because of the ring? Is the cave troll attracted to Frodo because he is you know, carrying the ring? Maybe. Uh, There's this kind of idea, it seems, that evil is attracted to evil. So Mm. that, like, all these evil things kind of feel the pull of the ring regardless. Mm. That's kind of the way I read the whole, like, the Watcher scene in this movie a little earlier. The Watcher in the Water. With the giant squid thing. The giant squid. Yeah. Uh, That, like, these evil things just feel drawn to this big evil power hanging around Frodo's neck. Mm -hmm. Because the ring wants to be found is something we're told several times in this movie. Mm -hmm. So if the ring is reaching out to servants of Sauron so that a servant of Sauron picks it up and it eventually makes its way home, that kind of tracks with the troll going after Frodo. Right. Would the the troll be evil, though? Like, is the troll evil? I don't think the troll is necessarily evil, but it does have a weak mind. Oh, that's true. So if the ring's like, hey, over here, pay attention to me. Yeah. Right. Much like Boromir. Aw. 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 Boromir's not a troll. <laughs> <laughs> He's weak-minded. Oh. Corruptible. I've never really thought about the ring exerting like mind control powers on this animal, basically. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's the only power really that Sauron has mm-hmm. as like a as like a spirit is the ability to dominate the will of others mm-hmm. if their will is weak enough. He can just kind of press them into service. So, if the ring is supposed to basically be like his soul, 
it's, it has that same sort of power. Right. And that's how it corrupts people. Because hmm. it presses on their will and its intention is to press on their will to carry it home. Right. But I mean, for the last 500 years, that didn't really work. Right. A guy just right. hid in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you're mine. Huh. So I, it, it, I, um, I guess that... I guess that makes sense with the troll. I'm still trying to figure out the kind of like what <laughs> I maybe it's the whole week I'm just gonna be trying to get into the head of the cave troll. I'm like, what is he thinking? <laughs> what is he doing? What's his what's his deal? What is he feeling? You know, he was just woken up and pushed into a room oh, full of so grumpy. pokey just... little pokey little creatures and yeah. one of them stabs him and then he gets really mad. It's like if you stub your toe in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of want to like lash out at something, but you don't because, you know, these are all your things. <laughs> but the troll only knows how to lash out. Yeah, it is like yeah. a giant toddler. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, sympathetic. Sympathetic. It's just this it's just this sad, pathetic creature that is just being pushed around by all these things so much smaller than it. <laughs> it's being bullied. It's a victim of bullying. Oh. <laughs> They're bullying him because he's dumb. Mm. That's just not right. I think they're bullying him because he's trying to kill them all. No. I'm talking about the orcs bullying oh, him. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay. so they should just should have talked. They should have just reached out to the troll and tried to get him to join their side. Yes. Then they could have had a troll with them the rest of the way. Hug it out. Yeah. They could that swap their awesome. pony for a troll. <laughs> so, uh, one of the other feelings we're supposed to get from like this fight scene with the troll mm -hmm. is it's supposed to feel like a like a monster fight scene in a uh, like a Ray Harryhausen movie, like Flash mm -hmm. of the Titans. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fairly effective with like Mary and Pippin trying to throw rocks at it. Yeah. And like all this little stuff happening to this big monster and it doesn't really do a whole lot. Right. I think that that's a that's a fitting description of this scene. Flash of the Titans. My goodness. Yeah. I, I, I love that Clash of the Titans movie, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That old one from, uh, it's like oh, 1981, yeah. I think. I love that movie. Yeah. I forget yeah. that there is a remake or, or a, a newer one titled that. <laughs> yeah, with Liam Neeson as Zeus, which is fine casting, but the movie's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing the casting, but... Uh, huh. um, it is not a good movie. I didn't see it. So. I just got a great look from you. No. <laughs> I just thought I would. Yeah, because, you know, Liam Neeson, but he's not... In super great movies you know at this point really Liam Neeson will just do whatever yeah, he has to for a paycheck it's I'm fine I'm not judging him I'm right. just like <laughs> amen <laughs> well the uh, that just this whole conversation just made me picture this scene but with a stop motion kind of Harryhausen style cave troll it's I, I can't say I don't want to see it <laughs> right I would watch that yeah as much as I do like the, what we have here I'm like hmm this is uh, this whole sequence too with like the, the hide and seek and then all the stuff with like Frodo above Aragorn while the troll is coming at them mm -hmm. is some of the kind of quick camera work that it's really kind of cool how clear the troll stays. Yeah. Yeah. This is also some of the best looks we get at the troll throughout yeah. this. And then yeah. when Aragorn stabs it in the chest, which if he had stabbed it on the other side would have just ended the fight. Because hmm. he stabs it on the, uh, the on its side. right side, just right. under the ribs. Oh, that's huh. true. If he had stabbed it on the other side, it would have been in the heart. He's got bad aim. He does have bad aim. <laughs> well, unless he's throwing a sword. That's true. <laughs> when he's throwing something, he has fantastic aim. Maybe with he should just be an archer instead. Oh, maybe. I mean, he does carry a bow. Right. So he is proficient with that. 
That's funny. Yeah. I, do, is it the right side? It is. He stabs it in like in the, in the right side, just under its ribs. Oh. Hmm. Uh, it, which would be a, a fatal wound on a normal man, regardless. Right. Right. It's, you know, three times as big as him. Right. Yeah. And well, you know, he's, he's not a doctor. <laughs> that's true. Not a doctor. Some might argue he is a miracle worker, though. Hmm. What? With what? <laughs> Aragorn. Oh. Uh, and then he gets slammed against the wall mm-hmm. by the troll in in, uh, in a way that does look much more violent than what Boromir took, because he's not whipped. He's like, the troll is holding the spear and smashes Aragorn against the wall with yeah. the spear. Right. So there's like, it's like he's being crushed. And then, unlike Boromir, who stays conscious and kind of shakes it off, Aragorn is out cold. Mm-hmm. So maybe Boromir is made of sterner stuff than Aragorn. Maybe. Uh, it's a slightly maybe. different situation, I think. There was more. <laughs> yeah. There's more give in, in the chain. Well, yeah. But, you know, could be. I don't know. He does look like a like a, a hardier man. You know, Sean Bean versus... Uh, uh, I can't. Vigo. Vigo. I couldn't think of Vigo. I could think of he's, he was married to Exine Cervenka for a little while, but uh, I couldn't think of his actual name. Vigo um, Mortensen. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, he, he's Shami's you know, a little stouter of a guy. He's, Vigo's like a poet. He's of course he's he's going to get knocked out quicker than you know. Sean Bean is, is looks like a burly guy. Right. I wouldn't want to meet Sean Bean in a dark alley. No. No. Although Wait. chances are he would die. So. Oh. <laughs> chances are it's it's roughly like a like an 85 percent chance yeah <laughs> the uh the odds are definitely in your favor in an encounter with sean bean right statistically speaking wasn't he in a bar fight at one point like just after they filmed the movie he was in a bar fight and he like i have not like read that story but now guys. i want to yeah some i don't know i wouldn't tussle with sean bean no just let I was... him drink his beer <laughs> I was wondering what actor do you think has died the most on screen? But then you remembered Sean Bean was in this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tempting to say Sean Bean because he dies in everything. But I mean, I'm sure there was like some guy who was in Westerns in the 40s, you know, who played oh, like a yeah. bad guy in like a thousand, you know, a different Western every single week, you know. So it's uh, I think he just has very prominent deaths. Yeah. Right. Lee Van Cleef has probably died in a lot of movies. He often played a villain in Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a Guinness it's Book probably of up there. Records like died in the most movies? I have no idea. There should be. <laughs> Some record for a person who's portrayed someone dying in the most movies? Yeah. It's probably the guy that originated the Wilhelm scream. Oh. Every time there's a scream, it counts as that guy dying in cinema. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that guy's died the most. We've heard his death the most. He gets like That's death true. residuals, yeah. So there's a there's a resonant a resonant energy to his death. We That's feel it forever. Horrifying. He just dies in every single movie for the rest of eternity. Oh man, I just thought of over the garden wall. Oh. <laughs> as long as the uh, as long as the Wilhelm scream is maintained, his spirit lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird <sighs> audio horcrux or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> audio horcrux. Yeah, that was a, my new company, Audio Horcrux. Audio Horcrux. <laughs> I say that was I like my, that. my prog rock album. <laughs> and I, I like that as like a like a digital archival service. Digital audio Horcrux. Horcrux. Yeah, man. Well, uh, anything you need saved that's an audio file, Digital Horcrux will take care of it. That's so scary. 
I, I think that's a great idea. That's a good one. <laughs> and then it starts getting haunted by like a digital ghost. Hey man, you know, that's just part of your whole feel. You have, your office is all gothed out. You have, like stained glass windows. <laughs> digital ghost is a different company. We don't we don't deal with them. Video oh, works. okay. I don't know. I just like the digital ghost is for retrieving corrupted digital files. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> they bring it back from the dead. I just, yeah. I just like the visual of Frodo standing over Aragorn, protecting him against this troll. It's very like David and Goliath. Yeah, kind of. And you get the it's that really low shot, so you're looking up at Frodo and then at the troll. So Frodo, even though he's you know teeny tiny, he looks. Like he can. He's look. He looks ready to go. Yeah, it's like the action hero thing. I think it's yeah. interesting that Frodo doesn't really get to do a whole lot of sword swinging. Like you see Sam take out a few orcs. You see Merry and Pippin. Um, they get they get their moment at the end of the week. But oh, I mean, they took out a few orcs at the beginning of this too. Yeah, but Frodo is kind of like helpless. Like he's like the damsel in distress character almost he's not very good at defending himself yeah, he doesn't really do yeah. a whole lot but he's the he's like the main character of yeah. the movie but we need yeah. to give him they need to give him like small moments of heroism right which is small moments but all he gets is small moments of heroism <laughs> well, yeah oh he's a hobbit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hobbit sized moments of heroism he doesn't get like you know the aragorn on weathertop scenes right. or like right gandalf fighting the balrog but he gets like Little moments, most of which are more psychological than they are like mm-hmm. big action moments. I guess that's why I like this this moment in particular because he does stand up, even though he's probably going to get punched yeah. into a wall. He's like, man, <laughs> if this thing just brings its hand down, like to slap me, I'm yeah. Dead. I don't know. He doesn't really do a whole lot, though. Oh, I also um, I didn't mention this the previous uh, couple minutes, uh, but we still do see it in this one. I like that the the Trolls Club is just a column that he broke off from somewhere else in Moria. That's what it looks like. Oh. It's got, like, the same kind of designs on it as, like, all the other columns around Moria. That's really funny. So it looks like he just broke it off somewhere and he's been carrying it around. Right. It's, like, part of somebody's house. Somebody, they were like, <laughs> like, hey, what happened? I mean, it's definitely the smallest column. Right. Yeah. It's a very little column. It's probably for, like, a bathroom or, like, <laughs> or like the, the little little topper on a well a dwarvish bathroom (laughs) it's not like you know one of the ones in a big room right wasn't a load-bearing column it was just purely decorative yeah (laughs) i am i imagine dwarves having purely decorative columns almost like little obelisks in the middle of rooms (laughs) why not i mean if elves have weird spiral stuff in the middle of rooms dwarves can have their art deco angular posts i always think of dwarves as much more practical than elves though yeah. Like, it's beautiful, but also serves a purpose. I mean, but how practical was it to build an entire sarcophagus room? That's true. While they're being yeah. sieged by orcs? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, even practical races have, you know, their artistic uh, flourishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and through these few minutes, too, we get much better look at all the, like, uh dwarven runes on the walls because mm-hmm. we get a lot more close-up shots of the walls yeah and you can really see how much of them there is here mm-hmm. and how much work went into building the balance tomb set did you guys ever hear that thing did you I mean, maybe you brought it up already about how uh some art direct some guy who worked on it 
hid some runes or something in the background? Am I making this up? Oh, um, yeah, there was a, we, we talked about it on uh, a okay. couple weeks ago. Oh, sorry. Last week. Or last, we talked about it last week. Yeah. That there was a, there was a language scholar that was told by someone on set that there was like, Joe was here written in Dwarvish among the set and he got really <laughs> upset about it. Right. But they were just joking with the guy because they thought he was way too serious. <laughs> That's funny. But wait, was right. Joe really there though? I don't know. <laughs> was he ever really there? Right. It's like that cave troll that everybody's imagining. Yeah, man. It's all in their own head. <laughs> it's an expression of their own their own personal their own personal troubles. That's the cave troll is just what Frodo sees. We don't know what everybody else sees. Oh, That's right. messed up. <laughs> or actually, I guess the cave troll is what Boromir sees and what Frodo sees. Right. They have a cave troll. They have a cave troll. <laughs> Nobody else sees the cave troll. It's just Frodo and Boromir have this shared delusion. Right. <laughs> and everybody else sees something else. It is funny, though, the way Mary and Pippin are just kind of like in the background of the scene, not doing anything. I mean, they charged head first and then the, the orc swung at them. Or not the orc. The, the troll swung at them. So now they're like, okay, we're good. Right. <laughs> Don't want to die today. Yeah. Wait, do they do they charge first before the troll? Who Who... <laughs> Not, not to make it a Star Warsy thing, but who shoots first, basically? <laughs> who do they? Uh, does the troll walk in and just start smacking stuff, or does he walk in and they start throwing rocks and hitting him with stuff? First blood. Who draws first blood? That's the question, I guess. They. I'm pretty sure the the, the troll... troll swings at Sam before it does anything else. Yeah, the troll okay. shows up. It crashes through the wall like the Kool Aid Man, and then right. all the orcs are starting to. Well, that could just could be. I mean, do Legolas or Aragorn hit it with an arrow when it first comes through the door? Legolas shoots at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before it starts, because it could just be, you know, a party animal. It could just be busting through the wall, being like, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> man. yeah. And, and they're all just like, oh, hit it with rocks. And then he's like, why, guys? Why? I'm just here to have a good time, <laughs> and I'm feeling so attacked. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's. Yeah. Uh, that's all my notes. Sweet. Poor troll. I feel so bad for the troll. Um, yeah, we're we're about to feel a little worse for it. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite yet, though. So, if you are interested in listening to more movies by minutes, um, you can check out Back to the Future Minute and Harry Potter Minute, which are both on DuelingGenre.com, as well as Star Wars Minute on StarWarsMinute.com. Star um, Wars. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wrong show. Uh, thank you, Pete and Alex, for joining us today. Sure, thanks and for having us. Thank yeah. you. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.